welcome to Your Financial Planet podcast with David Valliere and the Synergy Capital Solutions team. This is the show that brings you synergistic financial strategies to help you enjoy the fullness of today and empower your next generation. Join us for this journey to help you synergize your finances. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Your Financial Planet. As always, I'm your host, David Valliere. And we are continuing. This is part two of our Women in Wealth series. Last episode, we invited Amanda, Danielle, Denise, and Hannah, and of course, Jordan from Synergy on to just, just to be transparent and discuss, you know, where are you in your phase of life? What are the things you're thinking about? What are roadblocks that you see? What are concerns ahead? And uh, such a great conversation. I want to continue it today. So with that, you know, Amanda, Danielle, Denise, Hannah, Jordan, all of you, welcome back. Thank you, David. Thank you for having us. Yeah, and so I'm I'm just loving this conversation. I wanted to continue it and and you really just kind of take us in a slightly different direction, but you know, maybe talk about what is the one thing you wish you could tell your younger self around your finances or a kind of a variation of that is what are, what is something you saw from, you know, somebody that's a mentor or a parent that you uh, would like to pick up on? And I'll just throw that out. Whoever wants to grab the mic, jump right in. So I think for me, one of the things I would tell my younger self is to start saving early. And and that's kind of a easily said concept, harder in practice. But even the smallest amounts can help build wealth and instill better habits around managing your finances. And it's really important to balance your view on short-term wants and needs versus long-term stability. So I look at it as it doesn't mean you can't enjoy life today, but it does mean you have to budget and plan for the future. And I think, you know, having that plan for the future is really important because obviously we all learned through the pandemic last year that, that life throws major curves at you. And none of us would have thought that a year later, we'd still be talking about a pandemic, but to be able to sustain and weather those kinds of changes in your life, you really have to be very thoughtful and planful, which is a little bit hard when you're younger, but uh, that's absolutely what I would tell my younger self. Absolutely. I'm with you on that. I was pretty much going to say the same thing, Denise. Yeah. Always prepare for what may just be around the corner. You know, tell myself to save now, the less you will, you'll worry about saving later because financial security really is imperative as you're looking closer to retirement age. And yeah, (laughs) I'm with you on that one. Amanda and Denise, this is Hannah. You know, I think a big part of my life is, you know, balancing the saving, but also trying to live carpe diem, seize the day, you only live once, you know, go out for dinner, do this and that. Do you guys have any advice for how to balance that line between I want to save, I want to be prepared for in case something happens, but I also don't want to miss out on any opportunities that could be great stories and times later in life. Absolutely, Hannah. um, Don't don't hesitate to have fun. And I think you, you took the first step by hire, you know, signing on with a financial planner, because that first and foremost, I wish I would have told myself to do that a long time ago as well. You know, you're, you're right there. You are in line with starting to save and you're making good choices and, but definitely live your life. Yeah. And I would say, you know, figure out what's important to you and make sure that you're doing that. Cause one of the things that was really important to me and my husband with our kids was that we took family vacations. 
and that we weren't always just going to visit grandma or grandpa, but the, that we truly were building memories as a family. And I will tell you, those memories, our kids still talk about them today. And that's something that will stay with us forever. So, you know, figure out what's important to you and then, you know, save for those moments so that you can enjoy them and, and that you are building great memories. That's yeah, great this is Jordan. Danielle, I think you'd actually have a really good perspective on this as you've got, I think, a pretty good balance of now versus later, too. And you're kind of in that thick of it. That's a great question, Jordan. You know, one of the things that my husband's grandmother has always you know, placed in his head from the time he was a little boy, and I've certainly adapted it, is that health is wealth and that your health is never guaranteed. So I think in the conversation of, you know, should I spend or should I save, that's another consideration. You know, while you're young, you want to be able to enjoy some of the fruits of your labor. And as someone said earlier, you know, go to the restaurant, go on the trip, because I, I know a lot of elders in my family, even my extended family, who talk about their life and they will actually look back and regret and say, you know, I was so busy saving for retirement that I never took a trip with my family. I never took the kids to Disney World. And those were the best days of my life. If I could do anything over again, I would go back and I'd splurge a little bit. And maybe that doesn't mean that they will inherit as much as they would otherwise, but the memories that they would be given in those circumstances are arguably far greater. Yeah, Hannah, does that uh, does that kind of bring it in a little into perspective and, and help kind of navigate some of that? Yeah, you know, and I think especially the advice of, you know, decide on what's important to you and decide on what your favorite things are. You know, instead of throwing your money at every opportunity, I think that being more concentrated, especially while younger, will help make better decisions when I'm older. I mean, I'm just... I'm in awe of you women who have raised kids because taking care of yourself, I'm already finding is extremely time consuming and labor intensive. So to not only plan for yourself, but for your families, I mean, that must be something that keeps all of you up at night. I, I, I admire you. I look up to you guys. I hope I'm as competent with it when I'm, when I'm in your state one day. That's awesome. So let me just uh, move us a different direction and talk about fast forwarding to today. What do you feel is your biggest financial win thus far? What that what might that be? Hey, this is Denise. I I think one of um, my biggest wins was being able to build a financial plan and make smart investments. So once I was able actually able to partner with a financial advisor and put a plan in place, we really started to see the our investment or maximize our investments and build a balanced portfolio. There's so many different facets to your financial position and without a, the right plan in place, you won't have visibility to what your needs are in the future and how to adjust for changes that happen in life. So being able to build a strong portfolio and being able to flex that based on the things that are happening in your life, whether it's a job change or you're moving or you're getting ready to send kids to college. I think that's been a really big win for us. This is Amanda. I'm going to have to say that paying off our student loans is probably the biggest, huge mental weight lifted. And 
it's, it kind of speaks to what I was saying before about preparing for what may just be around the corner. Mm-hmm. And kind of our philosophy has always been to pay down as much debt as possible as quickly as possible. I mean, of course, there's, you know, a mortgage is one thing when you have something with low interest. But when you're talking about student loans or a car loan or, you know, these high interest things, paying them down as soon as possible. But yeah, we really focused early on, you know, we had hundreds of thousands of student loans that, that we we specifically chose to not do certain things, take certain trips early on there so that we could pay that off. And it has paid, I mean, if we were still carrying those, <laughs> that would just be a huge mental load. So that out of everything, I think was a huge win for us financially, just taking that being diligent and um, taking it down. And then finally making that final payment was huge. (laughs) That's a great feeling. That's a great feeling. Danielle, how about you? Anything that stands out for you? Sure. I would say, you know, when I look back over my career, I've been working since I was 16 years old. I had always had a specific goal in mind by the time I turned 35 in terms of my compensation. And by the time that came, it kind of amazingly happened seemingly all overnight that I hit that goal and really exceeded it. And, you know, similarly with my husband's career, we kind of both took off right at the same time. You know, and my biggest thing was I never wanted, you know, my financial situation to change who I was as a person. I have friends who grew up in, you know, similar economic situations and success changed them. You know, they, they changed friends groups, they the way that they talk, walked, act, their purchases, it was very evident. And that was just something that was always, you know, fear of mine. So my, you know, my biggest challenge was, okay, now wh- what do I do with all of this? I feel so fortunate. I'm humbled by this. I want to enjoy the fruits of my labor, you know, but what do I do to make sure that I'm not only creating a legacy for my children, but also, you know, really being responsible with my money. I think that's where, you know, working with a financial advisor has really absolutely changed the game for me because, you know, just having advice on where to put those funds and how to do so in a smart way, but also being given license to say, hey, it's okay to buy that patio furniture or or whatever that (laughs) project is. It's nice to have someone not only tell you how you should save, but also encourage you to spend a little sometimes. Yeah, it's a great point. I love it. I, lo- I love that. That is great about, this is Amanda. Just I want to just add that you're so right. Being true to yourself and who you are and not losing touch with your roots, you know, and, and creating a whole aspect of, of philanthropy. You know, I mean, when I think about the different pockets where I want to put my wealth, I always do think about where I came from. And being that I'm in the position I'm in now, helping others, you know, being able to contribute and donate. And that's huge. And I love that you said that because that really put more soul into this discussion. Um, speaking for someone who is running a, a not-for-profit right now, you know, philanthropy is really rewarding. And I actually did a whole life change and kind of reinvented myself from a career perspective. But our organization deals with youth and impacting their lives. And so to be able to turn around and take all the experience and knowledge that you've gained 
and then impart that to the younger generation and provide them with opportunities that maybe they wouldn't have had based on their circumstances or, you know, where they come from or anything like that. It's super rewarding. So I would encourage anybody to, you know, even if you can't give financially to a, a not-for-profit or, or a charitable cause, volunteering your time is also super rewarding. Mm, definitely. And Hannah, you had something as well? I was just going to say that I'm really glad that you guys brought this up because I think that it's such a privilege to be able to financially plan. I know Mm -hmm. there are many people who don't have this opportunity who are living paycheck to paycheck. And I just think that it's so humbling to hear you guys talk about that as a reminder that like, as you make more money, as you have more opportunities to continuously give to your community so that you know, we're, we're just balancing out the scales. And I just think that that's really amazing that all of you have, you know, kind of transitioned the conversation of focus on that. That might be our biggest financial win is mm-hmm. the ability and the flexibility to do that because it is such a yeah. privilege. Right. You just give me chills. That's exactly right. Yeah. It's, this is Jordan. So, you know, something that somebody once told me is that as a generation, we're always trying to do better for the next generation, or we should always try and do better for the next generation, whether it's in your immediate family or in your community. And I think, you know, having the ability to really have that mindset is so impactful and so powerful from, you know, inside out, right? Inside your family home, inside your, you know, your team, your partnership. And, you know, on the outside from a community standpoint, whether it's your specific neighborhood or your uh, broader community, your state, you know, all of those things, there's a lot of ways that you can impact, you can have an impact. And exactly to Denise's point, it doesn't always have to be financial. You can always do, you know, donate your time or your skill set. So. Mm-hmm. I think to Hannah's point, that is, that would be an awesome financial win from a generational standpoint to see. Yeah. And Jordan, I just think success is different for everybody. And that's why at Mm -hmm. the beginning I said, you know, there's no book on how to do life perfectly because what might define absolute financial autonomy for me might be very different than for Danielle or Denise or Amanda, depending on where you're at in life. And I think Mm -hmm. that that's the best part of these conversations is learning and listening from where everybody else is coming from and kind of their perspective on it and what defines success and freedom in this way. Yep. And I think Jordan here, you hit the nail on the head. It's it's more about freedom than it is a dollar amount for most people, Mm -hmm. right? It's that feeling of comfortability of I'm able to make decisions. I'm able to you know, do what I want to do because I'm already doing other things in the background that are working for me, so to speak. So kind of changing tack here a little bit, any pitfalls you all have had that that really have shaped where you're at today? This is Amanda. I will go out uh, on a limb here and share an experience that uh, we had early 2000. We decided, you know, when real estate was really booming, and uh, the bubble was happening. And we had partnered with another couple and personally guaranteed millions of dollars of loans and these real estate projects. And the first couple paid off. And a lot of that did help us pay down the student loan debt that we had. 
but the last project did not. And the uh, mortgage lender called a $2 million loan. Our business partners declared bankruptcy. And my husband and I negotiated with the lender to bring that $2 million down to $200,000. And we diligently paid that off, but we also did with our financial advisor and the lender that we're using currently, we're able to be creative in that and refinance our house and be able to roll that $200,000 amount into our home mortgage to pay that off. So that was a <laughs> that was a huge lesson for us to not personally guarantee a loan with another couple, <laughs> but we learned a lot from that situation, and you know it really has made us stronger. I mean, I feel confident and I, I, I respect the fact that, you know, our business partners decided to declare bankruptcy, but we did not want to do that. That was not an option for us, you know, so we, we scrambled and figured out what we can do and the bank fortunately worked with us. But yeah, that, <laughs> so I, I have to say that maybe I'm a little hesitant to invest in real estate and I would like to get back in that game. But that whole scenario, having advisors was um, imperative. It was paramount. It really helped take that burden off of our shoulders to figure out what to do and how we could survive that. And we did. And and there again is the role of a financial planner and helping guide you through these storms. And I'm just so thankful for that. Yeah, that's, this is Jordan here. I, you know, I think that there's a lot of lessons in there, right? Of of diversification and liquidity and, and really just leveraging your team and your group of people to help help you slog through the details, right? And and come out on the back end. And and that's that's a that's a, a very impactful pitfall. <laughs> it is. And and I should I should preface it with that we did not have a financial planner when we made that choice. <laughs> to invest in that real estate. So, <laughs> so yeah, we learned a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, this is Denise. I think um, I mentioned it earlier, but early on in my career, I was just too busy and I didn't slow down and get a better handle on my finances. And, you know, with being an executive at a, a major corporation, you know, there's stock options and there's all these different investments. And, you know, by not, by just kind of letting it exist out there and really not paying attention to it, I missed so many opportunities that ended up probably in the long run costing us a lot of money. But it was just, you know, my big advice on that is, you know, sometimes you have to slow, slow down and put a plan in place so that you can better yourself for the future. Because had I done that, and I too wasn't working with a financial advisor at that point, had I done that, I would have made so many different decisions. So it was a little bit of a painful lesson for me early on. But, but you know, we were able to get that plan in place and kind of recoup some of that. But you have to slow down sometimes and invest the time in building a plan so that you can have that financial freedom later on. Great point. Love it. Anybody else? I was going to say, this is Jordan. I think, uh, especially when you've got some of those complicated executive comp plans, right? Or even if your, your, your comp structure is pretty, pretty straightforward, I think there's just so many facets 
to every person's life, especially their financial lives. And so I've found that the moments when I personally do slow down and, and, you know, even doing this on a daily basis for many clients and families, sometimes I feel like even my own finances can get lost, uh, you know, lost in translation, whether it's between, you know, me taking a look at my own plan probably less often than I should and or me even communicating with my spouse appropriately about it you know having him understand where we're at how he can help you know how he can navigate certain decisions how he can make sure that he feels he's got the freedom to kind of do what he he wants to do so I think from my personal perspective a small pitfall is is sometimes right in line of not slowing down and just trudging forward without really taking that moment to to take a look, just like you, Denise. Yeah, and it pays such dividends. The time you invest up front pays you back so much in the future <laughs> because then you're not spinning your wheels and making bad decisions or not having all of the right um, information or data. So, yeah, it's, it's a slow down in life every once in a while. <laughs> um, this is Hannah here. I would say I haven't had any major pitfalls myself yet, but my mom got divorced after. 28 years of marriage and without diving into the dirty details she was caught on her heels in terms of accounts and passwords and who managed this and who did this and Mm -hmm. I was 21 when it happened and I thought I will always for the rest of my life be in control of where my money goes because Mm -hmm. If I don't, then who will? And you just never know what's going to happen in life. You guys have all talked about, you know, kids and catastrophes and like, you don't know what could happen. And I think seeing what she went through and having to relearn all of this, all basically what we're all talking about, she had to reteach herself and build a new team together. I just, I saw that and thought I'm that pitfall helped me learn, you know, kind of what I want to avoid in like my financial journey. I love that. You know, I, as you're talking, Hannah, I'm just reflecting on a coach that gave me advice a long time ago. And he said, you know, David, there's no substitute for experience. You can go get it all on your own, or you can be smart enough to learn from others around you. Just, I want to quickly touch on this because this is an area that I I think we need to take this conversation and, and bring on some other folks as well. But You know, I mentioned personally, you know, two girls at home, I'm married, I've got one on the way, but I'm also reflective and and thoughtful throughout this conversation about, you know, I'm in my mid forties, I'm thinking about my parents and how we can plan to take care of them. Any thoughts on that before I wrap us up? Yeah. Hey, this is Denise, David. Yeah, it's a great point. And I'm actually going through that now. You know, I, I think... It is, it's hard to actually watch your parents age, but they've been there for you your whole life and you want nothing more than for them to, you know, enjoy their retirement and be taken care of. So I think as a a daughter, a son, it's important, but I also think that it's changed my perspective on making sure that as we're planning for our future that we try really hard not to be a burden on our on our kids and that we have that financial plan in place to plan for the unexpected and to plan for aging. But but certainly taking care of, of your parents is, is so important because they've done that for you your whole life. Amen. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, I couldn't agree more. This is Amanda dealing with this every single day, pretty much. Both the sides, myself, you know, with my 
mom who is is getting older and starting to experience health issues, but also my clients who, you know, I communicate with the kids and I communicate with the parents and from very, you know, from Medicaid planning to long-term care policies to assisted living facilities to it it's a huge that that honestly is another thing that weighs on me at night as well David is and Denise is not being a burden to my children making sure that we have our finances in place so that when the time comes that we will have the funds available to be able to take care you know of ourselves and making sure that financial burden isn't there but then when our parents haven't been responsible like that. And I don't want to, you know, put in those terms, but, you know, sometimes our parents aren't as financially responsible as we hope they are. And how do we balance that with our lives in the sandwich generation, right? That's what we are. We've got parents to take care of and kids to take care of. And how do we balance that? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a solution, but (laughs) I can be there with you. (laughs) Danielle or Hannah, any any thoughts to add there? Yeah, I, I, this resonates with me because I am, you know, the latter example that you just shared, and that is I have parents who never had the means to create any type of, you know, long-term plan for themselves, and they're still relatively young and able, but I do fear the day that things, you know, start to decline, and what can I do? as an advocate for them already to ensure that they're putting something in place, knowing that a lot of that burden will potentially fall to me and to my family. I was just going to say, I'm not in that stage of life that I'm lucky. Both my parents are still working. They're in their late 60s. But I think listening to you guys, I think what I'm taking away from it is patience. (laughs) Patience and taking every day as it comes is, you know, the advice I would I would want to repeat to myself if I ever get in your shoes of being a caregiver because it's like adding two more kids, one or two more kids and can come with a lot more complications. So um, right. definitely, I know you're not asking for advice, but I, what I heard from your conversation was giving each other patience in the day by day. Yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely. No, that's brilliant. That's yeah. brilliant. That's the best advice you could possibly give is <laughs> Cherish the, the moments you do have, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. I think the last thing that I would say too is, and you guys touched on this earlier in the conversation, but instilling the right values in your kids and your families, I think is really important. My dad did that for me at a very young age. He always taught my sister and I to be financially independent to not rely on others and to be able to build a plan that that works for our family. But he also instilled that value of being able to take care of yourself through retirement. So I think the the values have to trickle down from generation to generation and we have to teach our kids and we have to teach um, people about the, the importance of saving, the importance of planning, the importance of saving for a rainy day, but also enjoying life. And that is way easier said than done. So having the support of a financial planning team behind you to help you make some of those decisions, I think has been a major game changer in my life along with my dad's advice. I love it. I love it. And, you know, we're kind of running out of our t- out of time today, but I do want to have each of you back at some point to to pull some of these conversations out and shine a little bit more light on them. I have loved having you on. Thank you so much for joining us. 
for listeners, uh, thank you for being patient with us in, the, in kind of a new format that we've tried out here the last couple of episodes. If you do want to get hold of us, uh, you can always reach out directly at hello, H-E-L-L-O, at Synergy Capital Solutions. Of course, you can uh, reach us on our website, SynergyCapitalSolutions.com. And for, for those of you that uh, have not subscribed yet or are subscribing, you can reach our podcast is in syndication. It can be reached on Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, it's also sitting there on the Synergy Capital Solutions website. So uh, we thank you so much for your time today, and we look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you for listening to Your Financial Planet, the Synergize Your Capital podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Synergy Capital Solutions is a financial planning and investment management firm registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. And with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk. And there is no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and is not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. Synergy Capital Solutions and Hightower shall not in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data or other information, or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This podcast was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of Synergy Capital Solutions and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates. Hightower Advisors do not provide tax or legal advice. This material was not intended or written to be used or presented to any entity as tax advice or tax information. Tax laws vary based on the client's individual circumstances and can change at any time without notice. Clients are urged to consult their tax or legal advisors before establishing a retirement plan.